This week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Best Western. I'm going to let you finish. We're going to discuss the full. We are. Okay, I was going to say, are. we got to. We are. It's above me. We got to. It's, it's above me. I said I was sorry. <laughs> my mother just died. My, 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 her mom just died. My grandma just died. It's above me. I'm sorry. In today's climate, in the world we live in, <laughs> it's above me. You weren't sorry when you said it on the phone. <laughs> she called me a nigger. <laughs> the best Western. Not a, not a nigger. A nigger. So keep that same energy. Go over to the Best Western. With the Best that. Western is Nick. They, they're going to allow you to call everyone a nigger, and you can check right on in. <laughs> so, I know the young man in the video. Um, he was referring to managers above him when he said it's yeah. above me. Yeah, because I'm reporting this. But the takeaway, one, the first takeaway, because we're going to get to some of the other takeaways here in a minute. The first takeaway is some things are above you. Some things belong to God. Come on, it's not yours, it's the Lord. It's the Lord's. <laughs> some some of these battles are the Lord's. Do Woo! not let the battle encompass you and mm-hmm. think that you should be involved. Mm-mm. Somebody called here and said, um, nigger, I would like a hotel room. Okay, Fucking that's nice. nigger. That is not my battle no more. This is the <laughs> Lord's battle. And the Lord said, you're not going to stay over here. You're going to stay over there. The best western is <laughs> yeah. next door. And I don't even know what over here is. I know it's a Texas hotel that he worked at. Yeah. Probably wasn't that much better than the best western, but I know where you're not going to stay at. <laughs> my whole so, family is staying here. <laughs> and then the daughter walks in. <laughs> so from an HR perspective, I love this video so much because <laughs> white people don't get... That they don't get to weaponize their tears. Yeah, she immediately. Oh, <laughs> I'm crying. I'm telling my daughter to cry. It's an emotional event for us today. It wasn't that motherfucking emotional when you call here with all the niggers and pejoratives that you want to call me. And I'm sorry hearing that. That's so- <laughs> and I'm sorry having to hear it. <laughs> Whatever he said, I lived. <laughs> it's above me. I lived until the point of the internet finding out that he was transphobic. So, I'm going to stand for his anti-racism, but I'm going to drag his transphobia because we are one community and it is Pride Month. Happy Pride, everyone. Let me start with that. Happy Happy Pride. Pride Month. We love you. But Pride means we are proud of the whole community, not just the community that we are a part of. And so, just because I'm a black gay man does not mean that I'm not proud of my trans brothers and sisters or means that since I don't understand, quote unquote, my trans brothers or sisters means that I get to demean them on Twitter or Instagram or wherever the fuck I think I have a platform. That is absolutely wrong. And if he knows what's good for him, he will come out and say that he's evolved. He did. He made a lengthy Facebook post apologizing. Better. He said that he was having a quarrel with one of his close friends and he took to the internet to air out his... Oh, you didn't see that part? No. I saw the screenshots of what he said. Yeah, you saw the the shade, but he also apologized. And just from a um, media personality perspective, when it's time to apologize... It was good, and I was like, "But not a Kevin Hart apology." Oh no, 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 no! It's no, no. I ac- I accepted it with his whole heart. Okay, I accepted it. 
Good. He was having a quarrel with one of his close friends who's trans. I'm like, okay, he has a close... You know the girls always got a... I have a black friend. Um, He was going through something with a trans friend in his close circle. And he took the social media to blast all trans people instead of being specific about his situation with that specific person. That's still, we all do that. But that's still a, a learning moment in saying... Um, girl, fuck Ronald Matters. I can say that directly at and me, be and at be, me at, if you yeah. at me. That show that is that, and and that is still my philosophy. If I'm at that girl, I'm going to at that girl. Yeah, that's still my philosophy. Instead of casting a whole net across Over the bush queens and straight bottoms, yeah, and, feminine like, bottoms. I'm like, girl, all feminine bottoms suck. Instead of I'm just do. talking about Ronald Matters right now, <laughs> but. That's what she should have did. Obviously, hopefully, she has grown from that. Yeah, um, she did. She definitely included. I've grown and learned. And but the what the the audience and everyone that has been watching should realize is that every broke clock, even if she was broke at the time, is right twice a day. Amen. Come on. And so, even if she was broke Digital when she said analog, the trans- they're both. <laughs> yeah, even if she was broke when she said these transphobic things, she was absolutely motherfucking right when she, when she told this- that girl. <laughs> It's above me now. It's above me. <laughs> it's above. I'm leaving it in God's hands. You're gonna have to talk to the diversity inclusion liaison down to the Holiday Inn. Get you. <laughs> fill out the EEO form. It's above me. It's above me. It's above me now. It's above me. Um, so I think there is a right way and a wrong way to address uh, racism, xenophobia, and transphobia, and hopefully we all are learning lessons from this. It was Ooh. absolutely funny. Still Ooh. funny. <laughs> But um, take in mind that things that you said two years prior, before you say things That's that are viral, you got to watch what you say. You need to go delete that shit right now. You got. To, I'm tempted to. I'm tempted to like find the service to delete all my old tweets, but like Tammy Roman has retweeted some of my stuff. Like celebrities have retweeted some of my stuff. So when I lose all of that. Recognition and the Twitter algorithm. Tammy Tammy Roman's okay. retweets from well, four Gabrielle years ago. Union saved my tweet this weekend. I was oh, tweeting yeah, okay. about um how the guy who starred in Paris is Burning also starred in Pose, mm-hmm. and so Gabrielle Union liked my tweet this weekend. Uh, Hector Extravaganza. Or? So, mm-mm. but so um, would those tweets get? The, when those tweets don't exist anymore, will I not show up in Gabrielle? You can Union's? target. You can target with tweets. You can sell like some, some paid subscription stuff, and I'm just, well. You got to pay for the service that you ask for. Anyway, anyway um, welcome to this week's episode of Fear for a Podcast. Oh, it's above me. <laughs> it's above this all of us. Above me. It's above all of us. Apparently, it's leave month. it in God's hands. <laughs> Except your Twitter mentions. He didn't say that the whip is one form. He just said they won't prosper. Okay. Right there. Um, I am the Superman. T H E E S U P A M A N, aka. Superman, the king of gays, BKA, the hood rat homo. That's gross as well. Well, What do you aspire to be? The hood rat homo. Yeah. I want to do hood rat things with my friends. Come on, track two on (laughs) making the stallion. I do want to do hood rat things with my friends. (laughs) It's June. It's Pride Month. I'm going to do hood rat things. I want to tell you right now. If y'all are looking to me for inspiration, (laughs) don't. I'm going to do hood rat things until September, and then I'm going to... being in a relationship, probably. Oh, the girls always. Oh, it's about to get cold. I need to go get a weighted blanket. Who says I'm not in one now? Oh, and I don't know about it. Oh, oh. 
the truth jumped out. Ooh. Who are you? I was going to say, listen, it's above me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's above, above you. Me. It's above Write that down. No My way. name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters, which is down behind the scenes, Lord Jesus. I'm just working on I don't think your own name on the internet is more expensive than y'all know. I'm telling you. So, RonaldMatters.com is having some behind the scenes drama. But, um, what was I saying? They my, can find you on Instagram and Twitter yeah, in the and, meantime. Yeah. I'm at Rona Matters on my visitor. I need to create a Pornhub account. Okay. I will be at Rona. If, if it's something to be had, I can be had at Rona Matters. I want you to remember <laughs> that you said you can be had there. Okay. Have me. Oh, wow. Thank you. Um, tour coming soon. <laughs> Uh, You can also find me on MySpace In your top 5 Our icebreaker this week Is if you had to name your genitalia After a drag queen Who would you name yours after And or why What (laughs) I'll go first (laughs) I'm like shit you throw these questions And you look to me for answers That's why we need more video content I'm like don't look at me So, uh, so the first thing that jumped out to me, literally hashtag jumped out, is Sheila Sheila. Oh, almost fucked oh. that up. Sheila One Eye Motherfucking E one because eye. this genitalia is one eye and it's is looking at you. It's angry looking at you. But the real one, I would say, is probably Alaska Thunderfuck. Oh, okay. I've been given yeah, I've been given reviews. Now I gotta look up the girls with the okay. That um, the way that I carry myself sexually can be, you know, it, it's an environment. It can be thunderous sometimes. Mm-hmm. So probably I would say Alaska Thunderfuck for me. Um, but there's a plethora. There's over a hundred drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race, definitely. Starting with that, yeah. Yeah, um, that you can name your genitalia after. So okay. who would you guys name your genitalia after? My answer is a twist on a RuPaul's Drag Race Queen because her name is Ben De La Creme. Okay. But then she became known to the girls as Ben De La Christ. And this, you will be calling on your Lord and Savior. God is a woman. You will be worshiping this. <laughs> um, yeah, three days in, three days out. Wow. Call me back. That's a part-time job. Come looking, you will come looking for this wow. within three business days if you ain't had done. Okay. Yeah, it'll be yeah. Bendela Christ. Bendela Christ. That's my puss. Oh, right. <laughs> Our word of the day this week is yard boy. Yard boy is a noun, which means a gay male who enjoys sex in public, particularly in outdoor venues. Do you know a yard boy? You. I am not a yard boy. Actually, I have done yard boy activities. Uh, uh, I have done yard boy uh, activities. Wow. That wasn't even effective enough. Ouch. Um I've done yard boy activities, but I'm not I'm that's not my specialty. My specialty is always the bed. Like I could do Or the couch. Or the kitchen. Or in the party at the bathroom. That sounds. I'm, not, I'm like, where's my friend at? That sounds like I'm. That's like, I thought he went to the the bathroom like 20 minutes ago. 20 minutes, and he be a long winded, <laughs> sir. Listen, that's how we got 587 <laughs> subscribers. <sir. laughs> I want y'all to know. 
<laughs> the rumors are true. Half of our subscribers are people that I have had sex with. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. <laughs> or and at, at a park. It's a yard boy. Yeah. <laughs> Word of the day, yard boy. <laughs> Shout out to our fans that I have had sex with. It's only uh, two people. We'll go with that. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Again, we've been doing this for two years. This is a real motherfucking job. Um, there have been podcasts that you guys have seen come and go, and this one continues on. Your voice style. Come and go. Yikes. Anon loads. Wow. I was like, what is Anon loads? I was like, I didn't get the acronym. I was like, oh, anonymous. Anonymous, yes. I was, I, Look at you learning things. When I got my thing in my hand, I'm like, oh, I don't know how I got here, but okay. I don't. I don't. But you still got your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's above you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. This podcast cannot continue without your support. And your support can be as little as liking this episode, mm-hmm. subscribing to this podcast, or as much as... Uh, subscribing to our Patreon for at least $1 a month, up to $26 a month. You can keep this podcast going. And so we know that there are plenty of black gay spaces that continue to disappear every day, every week, every month, every quarter. This black gay space is here for you, literally. If you would like to keep this black gay space here for you, make sure you subscribe. If you would like, please keep it 100 by giving us one dollar over at our patreon which is in our description below um and we will continue to bring you great content that you can gaily enjoy okay so i have a question for you okay (sighs) when is the wedding uh michael b jordan has uh not replied to my last five text messages and so when he replies I'm gonna send him another one probably next week. I'm enjoying the um the what is his name? Captain America. You know they put the nails ass. on him. Oh yes. And then they're Acrylic like nails. Yeah. And then like they got one of Michael B. Jordan with like braids, but he clutching his pearls. He got his hand up to his chest area. He's like, ooh. The hood rats of the Avengers. <laughs> yes. Oh, they got a name. No, I just gave it that. Oh, I was gonna say, because I've been getting my life from those memes. It's hood rat shit. And I'm like, I'm glad that they're including Michael B. Because he died. Allegedly. But they say he's going to be in Black Panther 2. And I'm just like, well, girl, if he's supposed to die at the sunset, how is Nala going to bring him back at the Lion King? Maybe. Because Beyonce is out here doing overtime. If anyone can resurrect someone in this universe, huh. it is Beyonce. Down to the Disney. Indeed. Um, our affirmation this week is it's okay to come home from school. With a C on your report card, as long as it is surrounded by A's. And so, I know that I come from a generation, I know that a lot of you guys come from a generation where you used to get your report cards in the mail, or you would, it would be a taped envelope and you had to take it home, and you had to reveal it to your parents, and you don't know what the fuck is on that? You might have an idea what's on your report card. Sweetheart. <laughs> but you ain't gonna never know until that envelope is open. Sweetheart. So, no one expects perfection. Even when your parents got that report card back in the day, um, they were hoping for straight A's. They were 
praying to God for straight A's because they needed their baby to do great in school, to get into the next school, to get accepted to college, to get the fuck out of my house, to get the fuck out of our neighborhood, and to go on and be successful and do great things. Uh-huh. And so that was the animus for a lot of us in getting A's, any A's at all, or straight A's. But remember that no one expects perfection. Um, and you do not owe it to anyone to give perfection. I agree with that part. Okay. No, no one is Superman. No one is Superman. I agree with that part. Not even me. Oh. <laughs> Strive to be the best human that you can be while remembering that being human still means to be flawed unless you're Beyonce. Whew. What, what the saying is, always be yourself. Unless, Unless you, you can, can be Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> okay. It's okay to be odd and different. Let your freak flag fly yes. high. Because those things that make you different also make enrich you and, and make you better. Um, mm-hmm. Those things that people call you out for being a failure of or not being enough of are the things that people are looking for you to excel in and say, oh, well. So you, you're not good at spelling or you're not good at math, or, but you're really good at art. You're really good at graphic design. You're really good at this or you're really good at that. I would like you to come over here and do that for me for $100,000. The girls told me I couldn't be a successful journalist because um, I'm feminine and I have a soft voice. I have a, a successful blog and I have a successful Oh, award winning. I have like to, uh, what do y'all mean I can't be a successful journalist? I'm passionate about this and I will... Apply everything that I have to those to those things, and everything that made me different, weird, and all of those things have made me successful. Yes, uh, because so, at that time people were measuring things by even in this time. Yes, TBH. But um, so yeah, things that make you um, oh, well. Okay, so this is why I disagreed in the beginning. I was expected to bring home straight A's. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I was adopted And I brought home straight A's before I was adopted mm-hmm. So my KC is special When I was adopted Oh he's a straight A student And he's very shy and quiet Oh we'd love to adopt him But then When y'all get me Girl and I'm loud I discovered myself as a woman A butch queen mm-hmm. Well, just as a butch queen, not as a woman, because no disrespect to the trans community. Less as butch, a butch queen. Less butch and more queen. <laughs> as a butch queen. Um, and I brought home a B. I, well, first of all, I went from straight A's to an F. I had all A's, and I had an F in one subject. I think it was, what was it? I don't even remember. It was either science. Social studies. It was one of the top four. No, it was one of the top four. I know English. Science, social studies. It was one of the top four subjects, which is why I was even hurt that I was getting an F. Um, and I, I bawled my eyes out. I did not, I did not even want to come home with it. But my adopted parents, I knew that they were going to feel weird. But I had to accept it within myself that yes, I have an F, but it's also surrounded by honor roll worthy grades. Yep. Um, and also looking at my life, my adopted parents. I still have done everything that was not even expected of me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's truth in that. There's very truth in that. But make sure that you realize to yourself that even though 
What is y'all saying? The current location is not your final destination. Your current location is not your destination at all. Not the final destination. And so, um, I I had that elf girl. I only brought home one elf. My whole career. <laughs> Woo! Thinking about that. Wow, memories. Okay. Yes. So again, uh, I affirm everyone listening. But you to brought this home podcast. a lot of Fs. Did you I ain't never bring home F. No shade. Here we go. Now but, you're the smart one. No, now you're the Superman. I never bring a, bring home an F on a report card. But I brought home Fs in plenty of other things <laughs> that people thought the family friends thought that I should accept. You gay? That's an F. That's an F. That was an F. It's been. It's still an F. So, no shade. So to my family, it's still an F. To my mom. It's still a F. It's still a you're not gonna bring no grand home, no grandbabies home to me this year. I'm still, to my sister. Mm-hmm. My sister wants me to have a niece and nephew for her kids to play with, and so that's still a F. And so I'm still bringing home Fs. And so ne- if, even if I never brought it home on report cards, I still bring home Fs in plenty of other areas that I'm being expected to bring A's on. Social. Oh wow, the social grade. Wow. Okay, I see it. Yeah. Uh, 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 looking at my family, the things I bring else home in, I still bring home A's and everything else. Ooh, wow. I'm judging my family now in public. <laughs> they get F's. Woo. Speaking of, they get F's. Well, hopefully they listen to here for a podcast. And they don't, because I could say some stuff that my family has done. But we grew through those. I feel. We grew through those things together, mm-hmm. and then they still judge me for the things that they perceive to be Fs in our family's legacy. And what is the letter that starts with family? Oh, Jill. Oh, my God. Look at you trying to be the Iyala. Okay. Bring it on, Iyala. Beloved, <laughs> it starts at family. <laughs> anyway, um, last I like week. That. that was really good. Again, please be affirmed. If you aren't affirmed, um, look for passing that affirmation to someone else. Because we're all judging each other. Yeah, look for, look for passing that affirmation to someone that may need it, even if it doesn't apply to you. Um, last week, we talked about the transphobia in the leather community with the international Mr. Leather competition. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the board members speaking out and saying, you know... Go away from me with this. This is not what this competition is about. I am white. He didn't say this, but I felt this. Oh, oh. I am white, and, you know, we don't... We People that are given this title are born male. And it was very non-inclusive of our trans brothers that are doing the same things that any of us are doing and competing at the same levels that we are competing. And now winning... Despite being Woo. born a different sex or being assigned a different sex at birth, ASAB. So uh, we dragged them last month. What uh, is it? Uh, not last a- month. Last week. ASAB assigned male at birth. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, and so last week we talked about them and dragged this one board member in particular. I'm not going to say his name again because he deserves no press. And the you know his should I see you for remember what the international Mr. Leather board also. Is alignment with me because they have fired his ass effective this week immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, this this white old wrinkled person. Uh, we don't have brought, to resort to calling names. We can talk about views. 
Oh, I didn't say names. I was just describing what he looked like. <laughs> um, and so this person espoused thoughts and uh, prejudices from 30 years ago. Yeah. And forgetting that we are in a different time and we're oh, in a yeah. different space. And you might need to go home with that shit. You Literally. Stay home with that shit. Literally. And the, the board of IML thankfully agreed with us last week and sent that girl home. She needs to be at home. When you have those type of prejudices yeah. and you can't play in a sandbox with everyone else in the LGBTQIAA plus sphere, you uh-huh. got to get the fuck out. Put the AOL disc in your uh, Dell computer and you need to log into some more hours of education. You need those education credits. And unfortunately, sometimes some people aren't going to be receptive to education and they're going to be stuck in their ways and stuck in the remembering of what used to be hashtag make America great again. Go away from me with this. And she got away from us with that. <laughs> she got the fuck on away from us. She said, go, go. What is going go. on? Go. That's what's going on. And and my next story is much of the same. Unfortunately, I love Chicago so much. I love um, the people of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I love the heritage of Chicago. I love the feel of Chicago. Chicago just feels so much to me like. It's like Midwest, it's like but it still got the southern. It got the southern stank. Like the men are just very trash. First of all, the the stank on it is the trash men. Okay, they be like, mm, you want to fuck? I be like, hey, my name is Ronald Matters. <laughs> That's nice. Like, unlock picks, unlock a block. Y'all know this very me when I'm in in that mood. They be like, unlock a block. I'm like, oh. So I guess I gotta block them. At least it gave me options. That was very southern and generous. <laughs> okay. Um, this past weekend, um, there was an issue in Boys Town. Again, like I said, I love oh, Boys Town. That's the neighborhood. That is the neighborhood. I got a tattoo in Boys Town. Every time I'm in Chicago, I make sure I visit Boys Town because. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun, and it's really one of the last big neighborhoods that we have in this whole country. I would, I would really say I can count on one hand how many full neighborhoods that we have in this country because they have disappeared, and Boystown is still one of them, even though it is mostly white. I still semi enjoy myself. We find our Boystown. pockets. Not you triggered. I I am because I like it so much, and I just didn't see this coming from them. But I would encourage the rest of us, even when we feel like these people, these people—that's a different word as well. Uh, even when we feel like people might be allies, you still have to keep your guard up. Unfortunately, so there's a club in Boys Town called Progress Bar. So oh, I'm going there. Oh, um, Progress Bar is a prominent bar um, in Boys Town, Chicago, um, that decided that they were going to ban rap music. It was very weird what they said in the email. Okay, I'm 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 trying. I'm gonna unpack this as smoothly as I can, though it is trashy. <clears throat> DJs are no longer welcome to play rap songs at Boys Town's Progress Bar, and the new policy is, be called, is being called racist by critics. Progress Bar is on Halstead, the biggest street, one of the biggest streets in Boys Town. Mm-hmm. Um, the email 
quote says, we are changing up our format. Our goal is to promote a positive, happy, energetic, upbeat, and most importantly, a fun vibe. Are we not always trying to do that? What about rap says that that's not it? I'm going to continue the quote. Think DJ AM for... 2019 a super open format pop slash dance focused atmosphere we have implemented a no rap rule effective immediately end quote this email came directly out from the progress bars management uh-huh. not from someone that runs their social media account somebody who leaked it allegedly none of those things and so that was met with a stiff and Upright uh, Beat back of Girl what the fuck In Chicago mean? It's Chicago It's Chicago First <laughs> off if, if, So when Wendy Williams says Say it like you mean it In New York I still feel like some girls in New York are Not real enough to say it like they mean tourists, it They're tourists But in Chicago I really feel like they say it like they mean seven million people as of 2017 Wow And so when when the black people and white people that like rap music in these bars and places and like the balance of these music, they mm-hmm. they started, you know, saying things back and like, girl, what do you mean you're not gonna do rap music? You're only gonna do pop and dance. What the 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 recourse of everything was so loud and mm. so vibrant mm. and so right. That literally within 48 hours, um, the they, owner... They stepping back. Yes, the owner... Retract. The owner retracted the statement, went directly onto social media uh, from the account of Progress Bar and said, Many are asking, quote, Many are asking who wrote the email earlier this week and who was behind the previous decision. There is one simple answer, me. I made the decision. I wrote the email. It was a mistake and it should never have happened. I take full ownership of that. I am truly sorry for the harm that I have caused. As stated earlier today, there will be no ban on rap or any other genre. I know this will take much more than that to regain the trust of our diverse community. Diverse community, I'll say that again. And am committed to work as hard as I can do to do just that. Signed Justin Rome, the owner of Progress Bar. So I thought this story was extremely notable because again, this ain't it, the first or the fifth. It's time. not, but it is the quickest. And so, like we noted with um, the best best Western girl. Oh, it's above me now. It's above me. Things happen quicker in this time frame of social media. That literally, you sorry when you said it on the phone. Literally, I was writing, I was writing the notes <laughs> for this podcast, <laughs> and was like, "Oh, I was so sure." I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good. This is gonna kill him. Oh, I'm gonna get him." And then, literally, I had finished in my notes app, and then saw things of of what she had said about transphobic Apology girls, release. and I was like, "Oh, girl, now I gotta rewrite all my shit." <laughs> Not even an hour, <laughs> and the same with this this argument with Progress Bar and Boystown. Not even a whole weekend had passed before they had retracted the ban of rap music because of our social media push. That girl, what the fuck you mean? You're not gonna do no rap music? Okay, we come over there for all of the music. Okay, it's Chicago. It ain't all white queens in Chicago. 
It ain't all Latino queens in Chicago. It ain't all black queens in Chicago. And Ariana Grande puts Nicki Minaj on the feature. So, so girl, <laughs> what, what do you, you want to close your bar or do you want to entertain the the people that come to your bar? Figure it out because Boys Town is for everybody. It says Boys Town. It don't say White Boys Town. It don't say Brown Boys Town. It don't say Black Boys Town. It says Boys Town. So you're entertaining all the boys or none of the boys. And Progress Bar, uh, thankfully this time and quickly this time, uh, decided that they want to entertain all the boys. And it was a right decision, thankfully quickly, but I'm not going to forget that y'all made the wrong decision in the first goddamn place. Because the wrong decision of, oh girl, it's hot outside and we don't want these niggas to come up in here with their rap music and be fighting and shit, girl. Stop acting like white people don't be fighting to um, the same goddamn kind of shit. Be drunk, stepping on people, falling over people, throwing up on everything, uh, fucking in the goddamn bathroom, throwing up in the bathroom, doing meth in the bathroom. Are you new to the bar or club scene? You're not. This bar has been open for almost as long as Boys Town has been around. And rap music has been around the same amount of time. So I don't. I don't I, the I, number one genre of music in the world. Rap. So I really didn't want to hear the shit at all. I again, like I said, with, I want to hear the rap music. <laughs> Turn that back up. <laughs> I hope y'all are playing Megan the Stallion this weekend. That would be awesome and great. Uh, if anyone is listening, make some recommendations over there for that. According to the wiki, um, Chicago is forty five percent white and thirty five percent black. So what are we doing? What are we doing? And we know that y'all like. Anything that we love. So, y'all... It also, black culture makes America. So, what is going on? Literally. Literally made America. Talk about some making America, girl. Here we go. Black culture. African-American... Black culture. African-American, whatever y'all want to call it this week. It's black as a journalist. Black is fewer letters. So, then that way it saves more space in when we're writing our pieces. Capital B. But yeah, so I want again, like I said, I want to make note of that um, in regards to how fast social media can push these things. Because he um, know he got four or five black promoters. Black Pride is coming up Fourth of July weekend. Black Pride in Chicago is coming up. What are we doing? And so you you're not gonna, gonna you're not gonna play no rap music during Black Pride. You gotta lose this coin. <laughs> you about to lose this these dollar signs, these buckets, ducats, so, whatever they call it. Uh, it buckets or ducats. Ducats. I don't know what that is. It, same thing. Um, and so it is notable to realize. Loads of cash. All, they like loads. Yeah. They, they know they were. Yeah, they definitely like <laughs> loads. Put it in my ass. Um, I think, it, again, I think that also played a, a, a factor in knowing that um, Black Pride is coming up and I don't want to miss these black ass dollars because I'm not playing rap music no more. I think c- capitalism took precedence over his racism. Mmm. And so I do Write believe I do believe that they meant what the fuck they said the first time that they said it, but then they looked back at these goddamn numbers, keeping them in the black, and in not the in, green, keeping them in the black and in the green, and <laughs> not in the red. They were like, "Girl, I can play a couple Megan the Stallions. I can give them a little Nicki, a little Jay Z. I can give sure because we go to number nine here in DC, and nope. number nine tries." Mm. Moving on, um, LGBTQ activists Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera are about to get, it has just been blessed on, a New York 
monuments for their Stonewall, Stonewall, excuse me, Stonewall Rebellion um, and an organization founded behind their names to help gay youths who are experiencing homelessness and um, any other thing that comes along with homelessness. There's a whole bunch of social issues that comes along with that. Being able to get a job, being able to get to work, being able to find a place to stay when you do get that job, being able to keep that job, being able to find a place to get Top food. Top three factors, getting a job all and of, All of those things. And so um, they've announced in New York uh, via Dazed Magazine, D-A-Z-E-D, that Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera will begin this monument and... Um, a center for this in New York City. So that is the best news to come to Pride Weekend because we have needed this for a long time. It's the 50th year of Stonewall, the anniversary. And so I know on this podcast we've said those names multiple times and we're not going to stop saying them. Um, But it is notable that the mainstream is now catching on that these are the names that they should be talking about. Amen. Even after they made a whole Stonewall ass movie and didn't say their names once. Didn't even put the black girl in. When four now back, four now back, because the girls' the names that they said in those movies that flopped, they're not getting the money. I don't even know the name of it. Is it on Amazon? It shouldn't be. <laughs> um, but. Marsha P. Johnson and, and Sylvia Rivera are the names that should be synonymous every year that Pride comes around. Unfortunately, sometimes things get whitewashed. Uh, sometimes things get thrown to the side. And, you know, we're more focused on the flag and we're more focused on fucking during Pride and we're more focused on going to the parties and not remembering the reason why Pride started, why Pride began. Because there were trans women that were proud of who the fuck they were and to give a fuck that the police were coming into this establishment telling them that they did not have license to be who they were, to be where they were, or to exist. That is how all of this started. And 50 years ago, it started because of that, and we should be remembering that every time Pride comes around. Does that mean that we shouldn't have celebrations, Prides, and orgies, and all of those things? No. We should still have those things. But remember <laughs> <laughs> but remember why we're having those things. <laughs> and so if you are having a fucking orgy for Pride, name it fucking Marsha P. Johnson orgy. Name it fucking Sylvia oh Rivera orgy. Oh my gosh, here we go. Name it fucking... Fine, because they're going to have it anyway. Why not? Why not? Edu- do it anyway. Why not? Edu- they gonna do it anyway. I was gonna do it anyway. <laughs> Why not educate the girls while fucking them? Because you gonna fuck them anyway. When they see us, took Netflix. Did you watch it? The whole thing? No, I watched the first part. Cause I tweeted you or texted you or something. What did I do? I texted you. I said, "You have got to see this." I am over here in shambles. And I bet she was like, <sighs> "No, I knew I had to watch it." me about being in shambles and he a bottom and he emotional and just ugh. confirmed all of that <laughs> confirmed as well. Um, but I knew that I knew what it was about. Uh, it was good. I, I, I saw um, Ava DuVernay when she started production on it last year, and so I knew what it was about. I knew what it, I knew all of that. And then I saw the trailer, and I was like, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going. And so I watched the first part because okay. I knew that I had to report live. I gotta Google what I'm looking for. Okay, but I'm, uh, but so I watched the first part again. I'm not gonna give any spoilers away if you have not seen it. If you have not seen it, please go over and check it out. I'm not spoiling any. Must of the, see. Definitely must see at least the first part. Telling you, must see. I could not get past the first part because I am still. <laughs> Angry at a lot of things in 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 life and in the you world. You were three when this happened. Fine. I'm not. Three. I was two. I'm not three anymore. <laughs> and so the not three me anymore wants to uh, be violent against mm. people that are not the color as me mm. that were involved in this. Okay. Thing. So so I'm not. I'm going to self preserve myself. Mm-hmm. That maybe I'm going to watch part two maybe in a week. I'm still <laughs> hot right now. I am. Hot, like the like the sun. Hot okay. about this first part. Uh. This first part, I really, if I did not want to replace a TV, I would have thrown something at the TV. <laughs> it was that fucking hot to me because the leaps and bounds that the white people in this show went mm. to make a story about black people that didn't even involve black people and to convict black people when they had nothing to do with it was just so maddening that I knew that I could not watch the second part without destroying something. So I did not. But the first part, again, um, I think it is important to at least watch it. Even if you know you're going to get mad like I got mad. But it's important to get the context of it. Again, I already knew the Central Park 5 story because uh, I'm old, I did research. I I know these things. I know. I, but seeing it play out is different than knowing the history of these things, and, and that's why I'm grateful that Netflix did it, and grateful that Ava DuVernay brought the the picture to life, especially in the first part. I have not watched the other parts yet because I don't want to punch something. Uh, but I am confident that she did a good job, and probably the rest of it because the first part just struck a nerve. Oh my gosh, here go my soapbox. Okay, so shout out to um, Corey Wise, who just, the NYPD was just going around arresting black teenagers. <laughs> I'm triggered already. Why? Who? They said every black child in Central Park. Do you know how big Central Park is? Do you know how big New York is to uh, arrest every teenager who could have possibly been in Central Park? It's the most populous city in the United States of America. <laughs> so, how many black teenagers could have been in Central Park on that night? What? what? Child, I could have <laughs> been there, and I wasn't even born yet. Yo, what? You what wasn't born, that? you was three. But, so, um... My Hollywood age is 28. And the person who experienced the most trauma only went to the station because he was like, my mama gonna get me, and your mama gonna get me. If I don't, if I don't me. just get in the car and go to the station with you, as a friend, as a friend. Lord knows how many times I've tagged along on some. <laughs> we finna do what? Okay, I'll do anything once. I'm <laughs> sleep on the couch next to the pit bull. I'm like, uh, well, I don't really like dogs. One, two pit bulls, gross. Three, what city is this? 
I don't have nobody to call to come pick me up or somebody who can come down here if something happens to me. It was New Orleans, Louisiana, approximately five years ago. Oh. <laughs> what is, I'll do anything once. I'm 15. I'm like, go to a police station. You're great. I want to say I've been. No, you well, don't. My tourism visa ass, girl. <laughs> First off, if, if this if this show teaches you nothing, I do not want to go. You to, do not want to be don't. in nobody's precinct for nothing. You don't. He said y'all go come right back, and I was like, you don't come right back from no damn police station. You never come. ever. You don't ever just come right back. I don't know nobody in all of my hood years. Ain't come never right happened. Back. Ain't never happened. <laughs> um, the the other big takeaway is mm. I think the the lesson that we all should learn. Again, I only saw the first part. I ain't ready to watch. Oh, I'm the gonna wrap third. up. I had one more point. Okay, go. So Corey Wise in the fourth part. You got to see the fourth part. You got to make it to the fourth part. Ooh, I don't know because they show the adult version of the guys and what they experienced when they got out of jail. Mm. And as a convicted felon, what you experience after you served your time, this is what Latrice Morrell was talking about on RuPaul's Drag Race when the state of Florida was having, um, when I've done my time, do I get my rights back? No. So back in 1995, 96, when they were all getting out of jail and their probation officer had to tell Spoiler them. Spoiler alert, they went to jail. <laughs> That's what <laughs> anyway, my main point was one of the characters reaches a point to where he would do anything to have human touch. Mm-hmm. And he knew what reaching over that barrier for human touch meant. And he just needed a hug. I'm getting emotional. Well, we should not have drank as much tequila before we start. But anyway, he just needed a hug. A touch. And when he got that touch, and you saw what it meant to him, and the person who it was coming from, and the value of that, all the consequences of it did not mean anything. Washed over him. And so, you guys got, you just got, and the performance of the person that the touch came from, the touch of that character, the touch of the person that came from, they were so beautiful in that scene. They were so beautiful. And that's, this my favorite moment of the whole. You got to get to part four to find that though. Uh, 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 part part three is really beautiful. When you get to part three, part three is really beautiful. You see, there's a bunch of struggle, and of course you you are you like okay, well, girl, I have to watch one and two, girl. This is Whew, I don't know, this, my heart heavy already. But when you see who the characters are in part three, you're like oh, who is that? <gasps> I'm not gonna no spoiler, but when you see who else is in the movie who is not getting all the interviews, the mm-hmm. press interviews, it's more people in this that are not getting just like the press because they're saving it for when you see it. I was excited to see Niecy Nash because Niecy Nash was not oh, and that's not a spoiler because that was in the first one. Yeah, because she was the parent of one of the yeah. children. So that's not a spoiler because yeah. I, I when the trailer came out, I yeah. didn't see Niecy Nash attached at all, and I didn't see mm-hmm. her in the trailer. And then when I saw her, and then she was a pregnant woman, I was like, Oh my God! Don't do nothing to Niecy Nash, please. And so there's other stars in the film that you get. Is Beyonce in this? You know she doing Lion King right now. Is that our next topic? No. Okay, but um, oh my god. The the again. So again, I want to wrap it up and say the takeaway. Yeah. The takeaway. Woo! The most important when part. When they see us. When they see us is what I saw through the first part of it. I haven't watched the rest of it again. And there may be more things that I see when I watch the rest of it. But the first part that I saw was 
No one got read their Miranda rights until 50 minutes into the first part of it. And so, uh, the the Sonny Hoxton in me was like, girl, what the fuck are y'all doing arresting (laughs) these goddamn children? Ain't nobody read no Miranda rights. Ain't nobody been asked to get their goddamn call. Ain't nobody got no motherfucking lawyer at the goddamn end of the first part. So, friends... Freaks and family out there, please make sure you ain't got to have no lawyer on retainer right now, but have a motherfucking lawyer's number saved in your phone. So if you get arrested, because the same shit that happened to them boys in the 80s happens to niggas like us in 2019, trust me because I know, um, have a lawyer's number saved in your phone because someone... That can be legally representative of you is highly important in those moments where you are in shock. You don't know why the fuck you're here. You don't know how the fuck you're here. You need someone that is from the outside in, hopefully with a, a legal degree, that can represent you and talk you through things before you start signing things, before you start admitting to things, before you start any of this before a judge. Get a lawyer in your phone. You don't have to have them niggas on retainer. If you got money like that, great. Get them on retainer. But if you don't, at least have a number so that you can call them hoes. Because that is more important than calling your mama. Because your mama ain't got no legal degree. She can't get you out of shit. She can pray. And that's about it. Um, but but the show was great. Um, the first part, again, like When I said, they see us. So from that, I will go right into trash. The trailer for The Real Black China came out. Let's skip that. <laughs> I, would, I I just want to call it the RBC. I was what like, how is it? The Real Black China. Oh. The RBC. <laughs> I was like, this is so... This is what the Kardashians wanted, but they weren't black enough to have. Um... It is triggering as fuck because I think I'm not a Black China fan at all. I know. Especially after following up on When They See Us, the relationship between the mother and the child. Mm. <laughs> bad. Very bad. And this has probably been a relationship for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. And it's probably only gotten to this plateau of where even China could even talk back. Or even put her hand up or have a defense against it because China is in the power right now, in a, a position of power. She's mm-hmm. got the most money, the most popularity, the most celebrity, and all of those things. So I think it's going to be interesting to watch as a case study, not interesting to watch as something that's going to be entertainment. Um, because we will hopefully be able to unpack some things that happen in toxic black families because... This is obviously a toxic black family relationship. There's nothing normal about what's going on between Tokyo Tony and Black China. Nothing at all. But this mean. <laughs> it's not. The makeup ain't normal. Their <laughs> communication ain't normal. The interaction parts. ain't normal. The body parts is bought. No shade. But nothing is normal about this interaction. But we can still make it a case study of how can we treat our daughters better in a black family. I'm my girls. How, how can we treat our mothers better in a black family? Um, and so, if anything, I think it can be a good positive case study of the microcosm of a black family, especially without a male involved. Because I don't, I don't know that black China's dad is involved or 
who if she know who he is or any of that. If but she don't know, I don't know. Same. <laughs> um, really quick, make sure you guys are using our official hashtag on the internet. Hashtag here for it hive. Um, yeah. So use our official hashtag here for it hive. We've been we responding looking, to everyone that lurking, has. liking, um, commenting back to you guys. We love when you guys use our official hashtag here for it hive. Yeah, and we reply and we get involved in the conversation when you do as well. So if you want the smoke, pull up. Um, last but not least, um, I know we have twenty three Democratic Democratic presidential candidates in the race right now. But can we please, please, pretty please, get some Secret Service coverage for the only black woman running for president right now? There's only one black woman running for president right now. Her name is Kamala Harris. Again, if you are a fan of this podcast, you've been listening for months, you know that I stand firmly behind Kamala Harris. Mm. <clears throat> this weekend, um, there was an event at uh, a Move On event. Uh, again, Move On is one of the the big voting blocks that um, cater to more of the millennials and more of the liberals and things like that. And so at this event, she was speaking and an animal rights activist jumped on stage, stormed the stage and got close enough to snatch the microphone out of Kamala Harris's hands. Kamala Harris. (laughs) C-T-K. My emotions in that moment. First off, let's just for five seconds pretend that she's not going to be a presidential nominee. In my heart, she is. Where's my friends at? In my heart, she is a presidential nominee. But even if she ain't, she is the senator of California. Thank God but two of them hoes. And I mean hoes, not in derogatory fashion. Yeah, loving Two of those women. How about that? They got two senators. Two whole senators that represent hundreds of millions of people in California. Two senators. She is one of them. She should be one of the most protected senators in the whole goddamn country because she represents more people than most other goddamn senators in the whole goddamn country. <laughs> what is this wraparound Because it's the goddamn it's just, world. It's the finger. It makes me so fucking mad. It uh-huh. incensed me to watch this because this was a white animal rights activist with a fucking top knot in California that stormed the stage and took the microphone out of her hands like she was fucking nobody. Now if she was me uh-uh-uh-uh. Back up. So the white girl was asking her question. I think the white girl was actually done asking her question. No, no, no. She was being interviewed by a black woman. And then there was a black woman in the middle. And then there was Kamala on the right. Mm -hmm. So this white girl was asking her question. um, The black interviewer lady sitting in the middle. Then this, this guy runs across the stage. The white woman just sits in her chair. The black woman sees him coming across the stage. She goes and, no, she puts her hand out like, no, bro, don't do this. And then the white woman is still sitting in her chair. And my thing is, where is Julius? Beyonce. I'm I'm about to get there. I'm about to get there. But this black woman got her hand out. She's like, "Uh, sir, you don't want to do this. She's like, you're like, "Uh, uh, 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 uh." she's like, no, 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 no. And then it was like seconds before any of the security officers. None of the security officers. Correction. It was seconds Transpired before anybody else who was hired to do this even entered the screen capture, and I was just like, "In the year of our Lord and Savior, Beyonce." 
The only people that jumped on stage was the black man that we saw in a blue suit, which was a fan of Kamala. He was not even a security person. He was a fan of Kamala. Kamala Harris's husband got on stage, oh. and he was the one that ripped the mic and pushed the the oh, white man okay. off the stage. Okay. So none of the people that we saw on stage, they were it was production assistants, maybe someone that was a producer, sure. Nobody that was on stage that we saw get this white top knot. Animal rights activist girl. The fuck out of I don't even know. None of them were on. security. I don't know what was going on. Th- that is the point that I'm getting to. So I think that it's absolutely absurd in the times that we live in with all of these mass shootings that we can have presidential nominees get to the point of of the status that Kamala Harris has gotten to without being covered by Secret Service at a minimum. At a minimum. At a maximum? Huh. If we can, if we can't get secret security, a secret service security, um, I would like Nicki Minaj's security to be present for Kamala Harris because if they can keep Cardi B off Nicki Minaj's ass, I know they can keep animal rights activists off of Kamala Harris's ass. And that's on period. What is Ra Ali doing right now? <laughs> I know Ra Ali. She ain't just got had a miscarriage. The baby died when she delivered. That means she's gonna be real angry. <laughs> she might black somebody else's eye. <laughs> That's not funny. I'm not saying it's funny. I don't have any jokes right now. I don't have any jokes. I'm not saying it's a joke, but it's an opportunity. We talked about uh, SWOT analysis last week. You got to find opportunities and things. Okay. It's above me now. It's above you. Um, Kamala Harris needs to be protected at all costs. At all costs. Do you hear me? At, at the end of the day. When you saw that girl come across the stage from the left, stage left, bitch stage right is protected. Y'all got me and mine fucked up. What are y'all doing? I, I'm supposed to use my deep voice. Yeah, bro. Y'all got me fucked up, bro. I was like, was it the same voice? Was it? No. A- okay. Mm-hmm. I tried. But, yeah. When I see some shit going on stage left, y'all got stage right fucked up. They just really... He walked across the all, whole stage. It was his to runway. To get to Kamala Harris. It was his microphone. runway. And I was just like, this nigga should not even have... One third of a segment of a runway. She what don't do you, have a license. What do you got going on? How does she have the range? Because my security guard should have walked up, crossed the goddamn camera view. I don't care if this fucking being recorded or live streamed. It's at the. He is on the stage and he does not belong up here. I walk behind Kamala just to be respectful. But shit, when I'm her security guard and her life is in my hands and she's she's got my check, I expect a nigga to get chin check. <laughs> I, that's what I You got this close to a presidential candidate the, the the possible next president of the United States Somebody who deserves to be the next president of the United States. This means You need to automatically get chin checked Do you not believe in the person That you're hired to protect Because you should not have taken the job if you didn't believe in it Anyway um, right, Hashtag How many times are y'all going to let the um, The same girls tell y'all that they don't like you and they don't like your gay ass before you stop supporting them. I have dragged the last city girl as much as she can be dragged on this podcast. And at this point, I'm going to ignore it because y'all aren't going to ignore it. They keep tuning in. Press and play. I would love for us to be on a unified message and tell these people that think like her, act like her, say things like her, that this is not okay. 
Huh. I'm not gonna come to your shows. You're not. I'm not gonna buy your albums. I'm <laughs> not gonna buy your music. I'm not gonna buy your merch because you say and do things like this. And then when we give her license to continue to do these things, and we think it's funny, it's cute. Oh my god, I can't believe she said that. We continue to I let her. I cannot believe she said that. That's what. That's that's where I'm at. I I can't what believe she said on? that. And I can't believe that I saw so many gay black men. Okaying things that she said. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the last city girl is uh, Young Miami, aka Carisha. Oh, cool. whatever, whatever, whatever her name is. Whatever. It don't really matter because it ain't gonna matter in two years. Eee. Um, she was on Instagram Live this weekend, um, allegedly talking to fans, and one of her fans, a uh, black gay, one man, of her huge fans. He's done like videos like. Doing her verse on Instagram and like he constantly shouts her out. Like he's he's a big boy down to the Bush Queen film mm-hmm. down to the big boy pride. Mm-hmm. But he's a huge, no pun intended, um, Carisha fan. Sure. Um. So she was conversing with him from on her live. She brought on, him in on her live. One right. of her biggest fans. One of her biggest fans. And so, to repay his fandom with her kindness, LOL. Um, she commented on the size of his body versus the size of his voice in saying that, you know, she don't like when guys are that big, but they voice this little with her voice. With her hands, I can't we're giving this a platform. I'm, I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving the people that are giving her a platform an exit strategy. Oh, rebuttal. Y'all need I to get the fuck off. Get, get off the ramp the right now. The elevator's not working, ma'am. It's a fire. You have to get the stairs. off now. Because if we have stairs. given her this much room, and she's, she still will say these type of things to gay fans. Mm-hmm. What else do you think we're gonna get from her in a year if we continue to support, support her, support mm. her music? One, her music ain't that goddamn good. Let's be and she honest. don't write it. She uh, confesses she don't write it. <laughs> let's be honest about that. Um, <laughs> it ain't that goddamn good where we just got to look over one thing here or there. It's not that goddamn good. Number two, she knows that there is this conversation about her being homophobic out there. And instead of course correcting her homophobic thoughts or her mm-hmm. homophobic words, she doubled down. She doubles down on it, just like the president in the White House right now. I got a gay cousin. Bitch, one in four Americans have a gay relative. So you acknowledge that, but you don't course correct. So not only was her words this past weekend homophobic, because they absolutely fucking were. It was fat shaming, and I saw some of the gays thinking that it was funny, and y'all should not. It's not funny. It's ignorant. It's behind the times. It's late. It's tired. Let that shit go. It's above me now. It's above me now. I'm only giving it to God. That's, <laughs> and that's the last, I promise, the last thing I'm going to say about a city girl on this podcast. Hashtag arrest Ed Buck. Arrest Ed Buck. Say it one more time for good luck. Hashtag arrest Ed Buck. Get her the fuck out of here. Why, why have we not arrested Ed Buck? There has been no major publication speaking about Ed Buck since Except March. Except this one. So what are y'all doing? It's Jim. They've reported that he's back at it, but ain't nobody reported on nothing else. No updates on a arrest Ed Buck. Hashtag arrest, arrest Ed Buck. RuPaul's best friend race concluded this past weekend. 
The children are about to try something scary and new. Justice for Brooklyn Heights. No. The one you said. All hell. Oh my God. All hell. Uh, here we go. The black winner of season 11, Miss Evie Oddly. I have been campaigning for You were getting on my nerves. Months. You were getting on my nerves. That's fine. <laughs> but now I'm right and I'm valid. And the winner, the rightful winner of season 11 is Miss Evie Oddly. I'm going to my lipstick. Fucking God. Hurry up. Thank God. Um, I, I I mean, there was three queens that we could pick from. We knew that Silky wasn't gonna be one because she eliminated herself when she decided she wanted to lipstick against Brooklyn. It was like, oh, I guess you don't want to be here long. You got something to do later. Cause what? So right when she did that, I was like, okay, the finale is already set up. Brooklyn is about to whoop uh, Silky Silky Ganache's ass. She going to the the uh, finale. Evie's gonna be at the finale. I was not sure exactly uh, how Evie was gonna be Aquaria, but she did. Aquaria. Oh, Aquaria. <laughs> Aquaria. Okay. Aquaria. Okay. That sounds similar. <laughs> she beat them both. She beat them both. Literally. Yeah. Um, but I'm very satisfied with this ending. Again, I feel like I've been dragging Drag Race for the whole season, rightfully so. Um, but it has come to a good conclusion. We've got a black winner of season 11. We do not have a blonde white woman again, after again, after again, after again. And I feel like justice was due. Am I supposed to give colorful commentary? My co-host is racist. She wanted, <laughs> she wanted a white woman with blonde. I hair. knew when. Okay, so they do the first. The girls come out and so 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 and so. Then they go to commercial and they come back. Then it said, "Welcome, Akira Davenport, for her little interview segment." I was like, "Akira, not gonna win. If you give your interview segment first, they don't want you. To, who you who you bring here tonight? They'll pay for two flights and two hotels, but you ain't getting this crown." And Akira came out first. I was like, "Oh, Akira's not even a contender for them." I knew Akira wasn't going to be it. I was like, okay, but Superman said he wanted Evie to win. And then after that, I think after Akira, oh, I've been drunk so many times. I think Silky came out. No, Brooklyn came out because mm-hmm. they were trying to keep the hype up. They was like, well, we weren't depending on Akira, so let's go with Brooklyn in second. I was like, damn, they got my girl going second. So that means they don't want my girl to win either. I was like, taking my notes. Because these things matter in like stage production. And that's why they put them there. Because I mean, they all had she, the same thing. She's things, a but contender, but she ain't. Mm. And then, like, when they had Evie come out and they kept showing her dad, and they were like, oh, this is good. First of all, her daddy is fucking fine. Fucking fine? <laughs> yeah. You called me fucking fine. You weren't sorry on the phone. <laughs> First off, <laughs> I wasn't sorry on the phone, sir. I was like. <laughs> but, um,. I could just tell by the way things were going. And even when it got down to my girl versus your girl, I was like, I got to defend this. I'm here for a podcast next week. Here we go. Hmm. And then she was like, I would like to do a reveal of my heels into um, the ballet shoes. And I was like, Her points. I'm like, I've seen it. And then she came out with her outfit that said, Reveal, reveal, reveal. And then she turned around and said, Here comes the reveal. I was like, this mm. is not innovative. This mm. is oh wow, florals for spring. Mm. <laughs> I was like, 
So when it came down to it, I do submit hashtag Come confession. On, you know, I'm you know I'm very into the things. Um, when it came down to it, Brooklyn gave dancer vibes and gave nothing groundbreaking. And Evie came out and said, "The only reveal I have is I will turn around and there will be another face." Since y'all hoes called me two faces the whole time because I was smiling y'all face, but now I will turn around and read y'all. But the gag is, I read all you hoes to your faces. When they would say it was time for a D, a D, what do you call it? A decontam or something. Uh, uh, de-escalate. After Untuck. The, after the um, sesh, I read all you hoes to your face. Yeah. So I lived. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, I think that was it was funny when um, she's our queen. She is our queen. Uh, it's and not she's Daenerys. The so mm. well, Daenerys is dead. Because Sansa was supposed to be my queen, but mm. well, I'm not good at picking queens. So <laughs> the queen of not picking queens. Well, also in the end, the girl um, owned six lands and not seven because Sansa still we still got a queen of the north. Either way goes. Just I not, still got one. Just not that queen. Because that queen can go back to Canada. <laughs> she was not the queen of the North. She was not the queen she of the North. She was here on a work visa. So how does that work? She gotta go back You're to not Canada. working in America no more, ma'am. Where are you going? You gotta go back to You gotta go back to Windsor. You gotta go back to Toronto, girl. Good luck. And may the odds ever be in your favor. Um Justice was served. Thank you there. Um and that concludes our RuPaul's Drag Race review for the year okay. until they do oh, announce oh, all stars. I'm loading social studies. Are we ready for social studies? Absolutely. Uh, okay, okay. Social studies. I think I'm just emotional because I know I have so much love to give to somebody. Oh, I don't want to be like YouTubers who cry and you think it's fake. <laughs> God. Um I just know I have Sorry, y'all. I just know I have so much love to give. And for somebody to not to not see that. He's crying. I'm sorry. Just for somebody to not see that. That just hurts. It hurts. Okay, so social studies this week. Um, YouTuber, um, he's been on Wildin' Out with Nick Cannon on MTV2. Um, Goddamn Zoe. He was on one of those mukbang videos. You know it's popular now to go like spend $300 in crab legs. And then you go sit in front of the camera and um, just talk for 30 minutes. And what do you talk about? So I guess maybe this is like his 10th. I don't know. I don't watch the mukbang videos because I don't want to watch somebody eat. But, um, because I'd be just like, bitch, that piece right there look good. Stop <laughs> it. it up with some juice. Dip it in the ranch. dip it in the ranch. Okay, turn the whole video off. I'm not going to be able to focus. But, um, apparently, Goddamn Zoe was, um, talking about his, his own personal love life. And so, the Superman sent me that video this weekend, and I was like, mm, well, I hope he found what he's looking for. Yes, you said that. <laughs> and um, but secretly, I w- I Google searched trauma why I push people away. So that's what this week's social studies segment is because had to combat my own issues. So I was like, I'm sure you sent it to me for that purpose. Why would I do that, <laughs> bitch? <laughs> um, and it turns out that I am suffering from PTSD from either physical or psychological abuse. I was like, okay, wow, 
I got it. I was, you know, I'm reading the articles. I'm looking for credited sources. And um, Andrea Matthews, who's a certified counseling supervisor, she was on Psychology Today saying that um, oftentimes emotional abusers don't know they're being abusive. Mm-hmm. And then so, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I can settle in that. You know, I'm trying to settle in something. I'm trying to compromise. I'm trying to, you know, giving my abuser a leeway of some kind. I was like, okay, well, let me go to another accredited source. <laughs> Three sources? That's how you, you sign know, in journalism. You know, you got to make sure the girls, TMZ, y'all, they source me up. Anyway, mm. Dr. Shannon Tom- Thomas disagreed. In an interview with Business Insider, she said, abusive people don't prey on the weak. They like a challenge. So they often go for people who they know are smart, confident, and strong, largely because it makes them feel superior. Um, that was the, the um, synopsis of what she was saying. But later in a quote, um, Dr. Thomas said, they have a huge sense of entitlement. So this sense is picking somebody who's strong, who they can try to deconstruct. It gives them power, not because they feel insecure, but because they like to feel superior to people. It feeds what they already believe about themselves. Mm. If I, uh, And then so I was thinking about it. And I was like, really? This sounds like the crash course to being friends with me. Because I have strong opinions. I'm loud about them. And you cannot be my friend if you are not loud in your opinions and strong. So when y'all come to me and talk... Eddie Superman had it wrong on the podcast last week, and he was... He never does. <laughs> you, you do have it wrong sometimes. He don't. Um, and... You know what? I enjoy our friendship. Um, if I have a strong opinion about something, Eddie Superman can come back to me and say, like, well, bitch, did you see this? And I know that he's not coming back to me with no bullshit. Um, Andrea Matthews who is a certified counseling supervisor, 30 years of experience. She was writing in her article in Psychology Today about how in relationships, because someone is insecure about previous relationships, about cheating or if they were good enough. or so. I've experienced those types of emotional abuse before, but I feel like, in my experience, I've succeeded because I knew to walk away from those situations. But then I was like, wow, there, w- there will be, or there may have been situations where I was psychologically abused by somebody because I'm like, you know, I do like the challenge of when I challenge them, they can challenge me back. Is this one of those things? Oh, wow. Let me write that down. Talk about it later. Um, but do you feel or have any opinions on what I've said so far? No, I think both of them um, happen in real time in both situations. I don't think um, predators of um, psychological abuse are only one type of, of person. I think that they can be both type of people. They can be people that are. That was confused. That's what was confusing to me. That, like, that's what I'm saying. How they can one be doctor both. say this and then the other doctor say something? Because else. science and definitely psychology is a study and not it's a and not a fact. It's, it's a, a practice. practice. They're still figuring shit out. Practice in medicine. They literally, are st- literally, the World Health Organization this past week just. Just declassified trans uh, people 
as not a mental health disorder. And I think we talked about they it. They did like the gay people like 1973. No, we talked about the APA. The, okay. Uh, uh, American Association of Psychology. Psychiatrists. Oh. But the World, World Health Organization had had trans people identified as a disorder. A mental health disorder. Is there a check? Because I could be trans right now. It's not a check no more. Okay. Arrest that from Reddit. <laughs> PD, take that out. Um, <laughs> that was, I was trying to make like, yes. But, but, but what I'm saying is, yeah. um, different counselors approach things differently. You have to take them both subjectively and add them to your experience and say, yes, this person might have been a predator and that's why they did X, Y, and Z to me psychologically. But does that mean that every person that I come in contact with is the same type of predator? No. no. So, to say that I disagree with that counselor to an extent, but again, like I said, you have to think, you have to take things in in totality and say, okay, I learned something from that, and I can identify predators mm-hmm. when predators want to um, impose their will on me because they feel like they have another degree above me, or they're a little more smarter than me, or I'm in a weakened position, and they can take advantage of that. Yes, take note of those things and identify those predators, but everyone is not a predator. Some people do intentionally mean you well in your mental health. They're not trying to take advantage of you. And so I think those are two different sides of the coin that, unfortunately, um, this counselor was not able to portray in his or her article. Yeah, so Dr. Thomas, that's what I was saying. Like Dr. Thomas was saying, like, no, the people that are trying to trick you, girl, they are smart. But then Andrea Matthews was saying, like, "Mm, the everyday type of emotional abuse that you might experience is not coming from somebody who's taking notes and got a vision board in the house of how they can trick you next. But that's not the everyday person. But even if they don't have a vision board, they may have a vision of if I trick you and demean you and mm -hmm. depower you enough, I can get this out of you. Because that happens a lot in the gay community of... um, you're 22 and you about to get kicked out of your house and I'm trying to talk you into coming I'm over to my house. And I'm can, 35 and I'm well established. And I, I get you a, I can show you. Yeah, I can teach you stuff. So just come over here and get this broad dick and it don't matter if I get, got HIV or not. You can come over here and get it anyway. That's the same type of practice, uh-huh. but it's not across the board okay. because you can meet that same type of individual that is 35 well established and wants to be your mentor and not trying to fuck you, but you are scared because you feel like they're trying to be a predator. So, again, that's that's why I say it's two different sides of the same coin. You have to believe people when they tell you who they are. Because the person that's trying to get you to come and stay with them and fuck them because you are vulnerable right now, that's a predator. Someone that's trying to better you and say, I know you're in a precarious situation right now. This is how I think that you can get out of it. Any help that I can provide, I would love to provide it. That's an ally, not a predator. And so that's the two different coin, the two different sides of the coin that I think she missed, unfortunately. So shout out to Dr. Thomas. You missed some things, ma'am. Stay Sorry. in school. <laughs> now it sounds bad. <laughs> um, Here I am but, reading counselors. <laughs> ain't got no credentials. But back to the goddamn Zoe video about him crying and him knowing that he has so much love to give and how come he can't find anyone. And me seeing that experience and being moved by it, and I knew that, I know that there's trauma, because that's why I put it in my Google search. I, I started my Google search with trauma, 
why I push people away. Um, I discovered that I definitely have more work to do. Yes. And so that's the first part because a lot of people think that they don't. They'd be like, I know this happened to me. I'm good though. Money's still good. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. Um, and Money Good, now available on Fever, on Spotify, and wherever you get your music. But psychotherapist Allison Abrams says, like any other behavioral change, if you are aware of your tendencies and you are willing to put in the effort to change them, you are more likely to have healthier relationships. Yes. <sighs> so shout out to Allison Abrams because I was like, okay, girl, I'm triggered. And that effort, what it, what is that effort? If that effort is just, I'm going to send 30 emails. That's not no effort. 30 emails to who? Wh- whoever you're trying to get in contact with. That's not no effort. Oh, I'm a millennial. We're talking Snapchat speak a little taste. But girl, you need to um, confine and refine. The, the effort that you need to place in mental health is the same effort that you would place if your arm got, ch- got chopped off right now. On, if example. your arm got chopped off right now, you would be calling the, the ambulance right this second. Sure would. You would be grabbing the nearest thing you could get to put pressure on it and stop the bleeding and hope to save your life. And so that same level of energy that you would place in saving your arm, you should place in saving your mental health. Saving your brain. Because your brain is more important than your arm. You can live with one goddamn arm. You can't live with no goddamn brain. Your arm, your brain got to tell your heart to beat. So if your brain gets screwed up, anyway... So the next paragraph in the article is the most effective way to make a change, Dr. Abrams said, is to start seeing a therapist and identify the source of your patterns. That means digging into your past and seeing how your life has shaped your beliefs about love. Over time, you'll develop a new way of relating. Finding happiness in relationships outside of romantic relationships and most importantly, learn to have compassion for yourself. So, I don't even know what this week's social studies topic is. It's something about the goddamn Zoe video and why I ended up Googling trauma, why I push people away. But definitely, it's something regarding PTSD, physical and psychological abuse. Yeah. I mean, whatever y'all get from it, you get from it. Um, it doesn't need a title. So, um, no, it does need a title. I need a title for my um, show notes. <laughs> Gay therapy. Yeah, but um, identifying um, psychological abuse, I guess. Because yeah. I don't really, I can't really say I've been through much physical abuse, but I know from searching it's just trauma why I push people away, and it was either psychological or emotional, I've definitely had some emotional and psychological abuse. It's the same thing. A lot of people, a lot of times, people don't attribute them the same way because there's just because he didn't hit you, girl. Physical scars, yeah. but emotional scars are just as deep as physical ones. And so, um, when we give them the same amount of attention that we would, like I said, if, if somebody cut your physical, arm off, if it was a physical, then then yeah, you would get as much healing from it. But oftentimes, people don't put that much attention on it, and they let. The wound continue to bleed out and don't realize you're losing a, a whole goddamn yeah, organ. Yeah, bacteria grows. Yeah, gangrene. <clears throat> this weekend's sexual health. Welcome to the Sexperts Casting Couch again. Dust off the little cum stains. Come lay on our and couch. the psychological abuse stains. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. Woo. Hopefully not. This week we're that gonna talk heavy. about something less 
sexually triggering. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. I don't know. This might trigger somebody. Um, we're going to talk about how to prevent blue balls. What's so, blue balls? Blue balls is um, the term that people have ascribed to when they are aroused or um, in a sexual situation and mm-hmm. the, don't get to finish. Don't get to ejaculate. Yeah, okay. don't get to fully uh, get to the place that they would like to go. Whatever arousal is for them, because like in my sexual encounters, ejaculate is not for ejaculate for me is not the finishing move. Okay, if it's yes. Mortal Kombat round three, what is the finish? Her uh, your ejaculate can be it's cool. You're very katana <laughs> work, Melina, Melina Fish, because Melina, Melina eats her I competitors. Melina eats she her. She wrap that wig around them girls, squeeze them tight. Yeah, very Melina <laughs> Fish. Um, but blue balls can happen on any of the perspectives. Okay, hetero, homo, top, bottom. It can all Pants. happen. Pant, all, all of the perspectives um, can happen. If you have balls, it can happen to you. Um, Especially if you're practicing semen retention. We talked about semen retention a couple episodes ago. We are a no-fap podcast After here. seven we days, not, We girl, do not believe in no-fap. After seven days, what are you doing? But we do believe in semen retention and practices, practices of semen retention around Tantra. Mm-hmm. Um, but scientifically, blue balls is uh, the testicular congestion of things going on in testicles yeah thinking that ejaculation is about to happen but it doesn't happen um one of the other terms for it is uh testicular hypertension so i want to talk about a couple things that you can do to alleviate yourself if you are in um an episode where you might have quote-unquote blue balls one of the first things to do Easiest things to do, obviously, is stretching. So, if you are into yoga, um, you can start doing some yoga, lower body stretches. That will alleviate and move some of the blood from that area that has been so engorged with blood because you've been so aroused, thinking you're about to have an ejaculation, and you're not about to have no ejaculation. You want to move the blood out of that area and into the rest of the body. That can alleviate the blue balls that you are currently experiencing. And stretching is one of the biggest uh, ways that you can move that blood. Mm-hmm. Um, next, obviously, is um, lower body weightlifting and or cardio. Oh. So I got a lot of blood, a lot of fluids accumulated in my penis and ac- accumulated in my balls. Thinking we about to have some babies out here. Put in your calves. Wow. Um, it's lower body. Yes, yes, okay. that's what I'm saying. Is move cast. that energy somewhere else because right now the energy is extremely focused in this one area, thinking that something's major about to happen and nothing's major about to yeah. happen. Especially if you are currently abstinent or you're currently practicing semen, semen retention or you're currently doing sexual reprogramming which we'll talk about on future episodes mm-hmm. um but all those things can can pile up and can cause what you would feel like is blue balls mm-hmm. but you can alleviate those things go to the gym start doing some squats lift some things while you're doing the squats alleviate the blood and the energy from those areas by doing something else that is not sexual 
Mm-hmm. Again, jacking off, easy. Going to go fuck somebody else, easy. Having an orgasm, those things are easy. That's for the 21, 22-year-old girls that don't know no better. Level up. Level, level up. up. Do something level different. Up, level up. Level up. That song is trash, though. Um, <laughs> Kegels and tantric breathing are the next level, if you're going to level up in that way. Um, so... We've talked about how to do kegels, doing the PC muscle movements and flexing the PC muscles. Also What's doing the PC the, muscle. Um, PC muscle. The perineum. Okay. Area muscle. So, uh, doing kegels with that muscle area can also alleviate some of the pressure that is in the scrotum and in the balls because you are moving other muscles in that area and pushing the blood flow the other energy, places. Yes, the As, especially with tantric breathing. Tantric breathing can get you extremely deep, low in breathing, which can move things up high. The spirit of homosexuality. Say Kim Burrell. <laughs> See, this is why Kim Burrell out here. That's the why she big chested right now. Homosexuality. Anyway, um <laughs> squeezing that PC muscle, doing kegels and tantric and tantric tantric breathing is extremely important, again, as another tool to get rid of blue balls. Um, wait it out. Huh? How? Woo! <laughs> wait it out. Huh? Is another tried I gotta and go true to the meeting. tactic. I got to go to lunch blue balls, break, down blue, to the cafeteria. Blue balls, quote-unquote, typically last at the most two days. If it has lasted longer than two days, if you are at day three, then at that point, you need to seek a medical medical that professional. That means you love him. No, that means you need to <laughs> seek a medical professional. If it's at day three and you're experiencing the same amount of discomfort and or pain, then you need to seek a medical professional because it might be um, testicular torsion. It might be something other than blue balls because mm-hmm. blue balls is not going to last that long. Uh, the, the blood flow, the semen is going to absorb itself back into the body after two days and so if you're experiencing it more than two days then it's no longer blue balls or something else um last but not least is the old adage which is true the cold compress so i know a lot of people's parents and maybe older brothers or older sisters talked about um taking a cold shower that can have some redemptive qualities but a cold compress to your stomach first and or your direct genitals for 30 seconds can also be helpful because you are um, constricting the blood vessels that are dilated that allow you to have um, these blue balls or the pain that is going on. So in constricting the, the these, areas. These your, erections, they won't go down. We won't go down. Yeah, put put some a cold compress. So like the old thing is get go a to bag, the break room and get a bag of ice. A bag of ice, a bag of peas out your freezer. Put it on your stomach. Okay. Just lay it on your stomach, cross your belly button. Wait forty five seconds, and now you're the same blood vessels, the same arteries that are feeding that area of blood are mm-hmm. now constricting. Okay. Because it's cold. And they're constricting. They're like, ooh, The body's like reaction, reaction, reaction. They got to focus this energy somewhere else. Somewhere else. And it's not to your dick and it's not to your balls now. Okay. I'm saying for all the tops out there. (laughs) It's not for just tops because bottoms experience the same thing because oftentimes they don't experience direct orgasms from penetration. 
And if you've been penetrated seven times and you ain't experienced no orgasm yet, you might experience blue balls. Because you're waiting on that, that, that one dick that's going to make you do the things that you would like to do. Or make yourself do the things that you would like to do. So it's not just top specific. It's not homo specific. It's not hetero specific. Ooh. It's just a sexual health tip. Uh, pass along to your friends and make sure that you share this podcast with them so they can hear it directly from the dick's mouth. What's the song for your soul? Um, the song for my soul is an old cut. It ain't that goddamn old. I graduated high school a year before this cut. So maybe it is a little old. I don't say anything Sierra did. Sierra, I was still in school when Sierra First off, out. I, I don't know if a Sierra song is ever going to be a song for my soul. <laughs> and that is definitely something for your soul worthy. No. <clears throat> you can find me in the club sipping on some bub. Daddy, I got what you need. Use a sexy little thug. Don't you want to be a girl? I ain't looking for no love. So come give me a hug, sexy little thug. My nails, my hair, my diamond rings. She went through it. Shining with all my fancy things. My crib, my car, my clothes, my jewels. Why you mad? Because I came up and I ain't changed. I'm that girl. Wearing Chanel pearls. Chandeliers in my ears from Bailey Banks and Biddle. Y'all feeling, y'all feeling my style. Y'all feeling Fillin my, my flow. flow. Hair chic, smell sweet, co- Coco Della Flor. Uh-huh. I'm the lady sipping Bailey's while I strut like a model. Uh-huh. If the ladies want to hate me, I just send them a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I had to stop right there. If the girls want to hate me, I got money. I'm sipping Bailey's, but I mean, like, I could send a bottle. Of I hand. could send them a bottle. It's nothing. nothing. What were they doing? Literally they were doing that blue stuff. Hypnotic. Yeah, it was at hypnotic. The time before the, then that got canceled. <laughs> Dancing dirty while I'm flirting because he's checking up on me. Uh. My nails, my hair, my diamond rings shining with all my fancy things. Uh-huh. My crib, my car, my clothes, my jewels. Why you mad? Because I came up and I ain't changed. At that time, she hadn't. At all. <laughs> Sexy Little Thug was a um, <laughs> remix that Beyonce dropped uh, for the In The Club song that was hot at the time. Ooh. And uh, 50 Cent wanted to keep that quiet because, girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this started getting, power. This started getting some traction and y'all start talking about my song? Power. And y'all start talking about the remix? I stand. Um, I loved it back then. I still love it now. It still is a mood. It still is a, oh, you thought that you did something nice with that song because it went number one? Cool. I'm going to do a remix to that number one. I've been going number one, so what's another one? I'm going to give you girls something to do. Sending your haters a bottle. (laughs) I'm going, I'm prophesizing over my life. In the next year, I have haters. Oftentimes when I go out and I see them and I'm like, oh, that's well, good. you need to buy us a bottle when we get the club first before you need us a bottle. I'm like, ah. that's gonna happen in the next thirty days. Well, anyway, we, we can do that tomorrow. But anyway, um, to get to the level that I know that my haters are there to hate on me and they see me doing great, I would like to send them a bottle for their support. <laughs> um, 
They have been supporting me. Woo. They have been hating on me for a long. This interest fee tonight was motherfucking. It, it time. wasn't ten dollars to get in tonight. They have been <laughs> hating on me since YouTube. They have been hating on me since the dawn of Instagram. Mm. They have been hating on me since uh, booking international trips, hosting those international trips, and getting a check from me hosting those international trips that we invited you on. Um, Ciao. And so I would like to send them girls a bottle one day. And right now, um, I'm only in the phase of buying me and my crew a bottle. But in the next year, I'm going to get to the phase where I can buy you a bottle and make you even more mad. Thank you so much for listening. That's the song for my soul, Sexy Little Thug, a.k.a. The End of Club Remix from Beyonce 2005. Hi. The song for my soul this week, I know y'all love lyrics. Um, Trey starts talking about it's three o'clock in the morning and he's still not home, but he promises he's done playing um house with some other girl. I promise you it ain't like that now because I retired from the game. I swear I've changed. One day I'll dress you up and wear my name because I need you, baby, like a mother to a child. I need you to stay forever, my love forever. I need you forever in my life forever. And a day. So, um, shout out to Sebastian McHale. I only remember him having one album, but his song Forever was really beautiful. It's a ballad about how he did you wrong and he promised he gonna make it up to you and all those other things. And I know this like right now as the weather get hot and Megan the Stallion continues to serve fever. Fever <laughs> Um, y'all be child having to apologize. <laughs> So, um, play forever by Sebastian McHale while you're doing that apology. And that's the song for my soul this week. I thought that was Melanie Fiona for a minute. That's why I was getting my life. I was like, oh, this is 4 a.m. This is my jam. <laughs> I was like, it's 4 a.m. and my love ain't answered. Oh, and that nigga didn't answer. Um, listener questions. Send us questions to hereforwardpod at gmail.com or to any inbox where you find us on social media. This week we got some really problematic questions and I'm not reading them. So, yeah. We saw them, but moving along. Thank you. You you tried it. You tried it. What are you here for this week? I am absolutely here for one of my fave Drag Race alums, uh, Miss Trinity K. Bonet. The only Trinity that I know. Oh, yeah. Trinity K. Bonet, um... Was on Ellen DeGeneres' show this past week. She was? Week. Yes, she was. Turn up. She was uh, lip syncing to one of Whitney Houston's best songs. And she looked the part. She brought the Whitney rag. She had the Whitney wig. The Send Whitney Send me mug. the link. It was everything. And um, her comment on Instagram was... Y'all thought y'all had saw the last of me on TV. No. Of course not, because I expect no. to see you again and again and, and again. again. Come on out. Because you're talented, you're beautiful, and I see you. Miss Trinity K. Bonet, TKB for All-Stars every goddamn season. Every season that they're going to have All-Stars, if they ain't hired Trinity K. Bonet, then they have hired the wrong girls. I am absolutely here for it. I am so glad that you are getting the visibility that you deserve. 
I am so grateful to see your growth and hopefully see you get bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm absolutely here for it. I saw the meme, you know, we were rolling in the Pride Month. Rolling. I'm doing the circle. Rolling. Gonna do the Tina Turner. Show us rolling in the Pride Month. (laughs) I know the song, I I wrote it. (laughs) Um, And I saw the meme, the first Pride was a riot. Mm-hmm. And that alone I'm here for I was like the first pride was a riot What that mean You know I'm Memphis City Schools <laughs> And then it clocked in I was like yeah it was um, So Google has agreed to digitize A lot of the newspaper articles Photos And other records from the early years Of the Stonewall movement And in addition They've recorded interviews From people who lived through it and I am absolutely here for it. Um, I think we said it earlier in the podcast that um, New York City has dedicated a park to mm. the Stonewall movement. And Google has decided to digitize the park. So when you're in the park, you go to stonewallforever.org on your phone. And then as you walk through the park, you can see like different videos, different pictures of this is what happened in 1968. This is what happened that night when the things went down. Mm-hmm. Here's a first-hand encounter for someone who was there at Stonewall. Here are some pictures and some articles, some news articles that happened like in the weeks after Stonewall occurred. And I was like, well, shout out to Google for um, using their their corporate conglomerate. Um, excuse me, ma'am. We're Google. We would like um, the article from the San Francisco Times back when Stonewall happened. Send it to us, thanks. I mean, you're not going to say no to Google. (laughs) So it's like, you know. So shout out to the city of New York, the 50th year anniversary of the Stonewall riot. Um, Wow. And this big conglomerate putting all of their, their power behind making sure that other people can see it. So go to stonewallforever.org and we definitely got to get to New York City soon. So we can go visit and get a glimpse of everything that Google and the city of New York and the LGBT center of New York has put together for um, the Stonewall Park. The reason for the season. I'm absolutely fucking here for it. Hashtag Pride Month. Absolutely. It has got to our... us both being here for something. Your lord. Because we either be... We're not going to be here for something next week. (laughs) Chow. Tune in. Evil laugh. <laughs> uh, it is kind to our favorite part of the episode. It is our last call. I'm going to do my last call first. And if you have a shot available to you, please take a shot with us. It is. I want to have a business conversation with Tequila you. Tequila Tuesdays. Yeah. Well, Wednesdays, because. Former guest on Here for a Podcast. Yeah, we selective. Former guest on Here for a Podcast, Ian L. Haddock, has released his documentary Outcry. And this weekend, down to the um he received the Critics Choice Award down to the um Houston Real Pride Film Festival. So shout out to my friend, um, the president of Impulse Group. The new the new president of Impulse. Houston work 
Um, and his documentary is now on Amazon Prime. Um, I knew that before y'all knew it, but so we had we had the congratula- congratulatory um, digital, you know, toast. Um, but his outcry is now available on Amazon Prime. So search Ian I A N L H A D D O C K and with the word outcry. Uh, and you can watch it with your Amazon Prime subscription, or you can like rent it for however many dollars. I'm gonna buy it, so uh, I don't know how much it costs. Uh, but my last call goes to my close friend Enel Haddock and his new documentary Outcry available on Amazon Prime. I love it. Shout out to Houston's new Impulse president. Congratulations as well. I want to be on Amazon Prime next. I got to figure out how to. Um, Excuse me, ma'am. I suck dick, but I would also like to suck it on um, Amazon Prime. I don't know if they do that there. Hire me. It's on, just for fans. Just you, for fans. Yeah, only you can fans. Get you a, the girls are making bank, but that's get you a both. Get both of them. Both of them. Both of them. My last call this week is to Moonlight, which I have talked about at least probably we. twice this last month <laughs> because um, it's come out officially now. On Netflix mm-hmm. I know that I talked about it when it was announced I know that I talked about it when it was dated And now I'm going to talk about it again because, again Because I just rewatched it On Netflix this weekend And I got my whole life rewatching it It was just like When I watched it in the movie theater so the, the first time like I got the same feelings The cinematography On point like I, I cannot Express how great This movie is And even if you aren't black Even if you aren't gay Even if you don't care about the diaspora Even if you don't give a fuck about Miami Or Liberty City This movie is beautiful and breathtaking And Just rewatching it again I knew exactly why it won The best picture award And the other girls did not Oscar it was the best picture of the year that it came out. It is probably one of the best pictures that we have to date of an out black gay story. Mm-hmm. We don't have many. We I literally I was I was talking to friends this the, this past weekend and we were talking about like the top five movies mm-hmm. that black gay men should have watched, including Tu Wong Fu, including Crying Game, including Paris is Burning, blah blah blah. Like those top five, like of course you should have watched them. And if I have done YouTube videos about that. Make sure you guys watch my YouTube videos because Soldiers. And then and that may need to be updated because Soldiers Girls. That's not a black gay. I love Soldiers Girl. I like it as a movie, but black gay film, it is not. Oh no, it's not a black gay film. It is not. Okay. And so maybe that needs to be, re- mm, be may, uh, need, may uh, need to be updated. The truth jumped out. And so in my top five, Moonlight is in my top two, and it's not number two because it is just that fucking good. And it is on Netflix right now. And I know some of you, most of you, probably have seen it once. Go see it again. It is on Netflix, and I know you hoes got somebody's password. And you can watch it right this fucking minute. Watch it again, y'all. Will watch all these Tyler Perry bullshits about. Black. Tweet your your current vision of what Moonlight was when you saw it originally, yeah, and what you feel about it now. 
Wash it again. This is my last there, call. And even if there is a depreciation, tweet that because that criticism of it only furthers black gay content and black gay media. Yes, we need these streams. We need and, those things. And so when Bird Box came out, think about when Bird Box came out a few months ago. Just think about it. I, I, it's not. It's no comparison. But Bird Box right now is the most streamed show that Netflix has had in 2019. Uh-huh. Whatever you think about the movie, whatever you think about the story, or whatever you think about the indie, that is the sure, most. Sure, Rhodes was in it <laughs> from Moonlight. Okay. Co-star. Okay. Literally. Okay. So link that to watching Moonlight. Because if you watch Bird Box three times. Go watch fucking Moonlight three times. And if you're not going to watch it three times yourself in front of the goddamn show, do the justice of a black gay film and go fucking press play. You ain't got to watch the shit. Ain't press play. Get, get it another motherfucking stream. These shows need streams because these streams mean dollars. These dollars Man. means views. These views means executives want to continue to invest in our stories and make more of them possible. What was the last black gay movie we saw since Moonlight? Moonlight. That was it. We ain't seen one since. Chasing and it's been Atlanta. It's, it's, it's we Disney, Disney. Atlanta on YouTube. <sighs> you did watch Chasing Atlanta. Y'all okay. still want to try me? <laughs> um, there's been an Avengers movie two <laughs> times. Game. There's been an Avengers movie two times since Moonlight has come out. Aladdin came out. Ma. We please, like Octavia Spencer. Please go watch Moonlight again. Please, please, please. It is my last call this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to Here Forward Podcast. Follow the show on the internet at Here Forward Pod wherever you um, have social media. Of course, check out HereForwardPod.com. Go to HereForwardShop.com. We have new merch coming soon um, and other things coming soon. We got to have a conversation after the podcast is done. Um, and I think I'm gonna top next week. Woo! So tune in for Write that. Write that now. Um, I, you know, he's really he's susceptible, and I don't know if I'm a psychological abuser <laughs> in that. Well, you're about to abuse something. <laughs> um, shout out to me and my um power. Hmm. It's not a physical abuse, it's a psychological abuse because, sir, I can't. You want me to pound you, sir? Oh my gosh, I can't do it. I can slow stroke you. <laughs> Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and of course RonaldMatters.com. Follow me anywhere you can follow any nigga on. I am the Superman T H E E S U P A M A N. I am still in your MySpace top five. The revolution will still be televised and please take your Truvada. Bye. Bye. <laughs>